Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today is Tell Del Tuesday, and the guest we have today is another great story of someone who was a disbeliever at worst a hard-to-come-around believer at best, but yet came around and became totally successful, ran into some personal hardship, came out of the other end of it with a totally new life. Uh, with us here today out of Dallas, Texas, is Jeff Culverhouse. Jeff, welcome to the show. Hey, Bill. How are you doing? Good. A little hard to believe. Had some friends that ran it. Tell us the story how you found out about lifestyles and We'll kind of mesh that in with why you decided to do something after so many, uh, so long a time not wanting to jump in when your friends were telling you about it. Just kind of tell us that story. A lot of people out sure. there, Jeff, need this story because they're doing the same thing. Yeah, yes, com- completely understand. Yeah, so I was first introduced to Lifestyles Unlimited by a couple of friends that were uh, talking about joining this. They had heard about the uh, about the thing from a co-worker of ours and they went to the two-day you know of course you know everybody's like this seems too good to be true so you know they they had to do their research and they looked everything up and they decided to go ahead and join um, the multifamily pig group and when they did that they you know kept trying to get me to do this I was carpooling to work with them for our w2 jobs and and um, they kept telling me to join. I'm like, ah, it's, you know, not for me. I'm, I don't have the capital. And so <clears throat> this that went on for several years, actually, <laughs> as they're making a lot of money. And, you know, I'm not with my 401K. And uh, eventually they, you know, they, they kept on looking at it, and it just made sense to be a lead. Uh, to, to do the syndications themselves, and when they did that, that's when when we finally joined Lifestyles Unlimited. Um, we got into our first deal with one of our friends. Unfortunately, we missed the. You know, we had two friends that were in. We missed his deal, and he had like a hundred and thirty percent return in a year and a day. <laughs> the other one we got into was great. Also, it was a sixty-eight percent return in just over a year. And so at that point, we were like, okay, this, this makes a lot of sense. And then it became, you know, still carpooling with my friends. Then it became, you know, you really should be a syndicator, be a lead. And I'm like, eh, and I don't need to. I'm you know, doing pretty good with my job and, and uh, you know, it's a good life, right? And the, the turning point for me was getting a uh, – my yearly review after I had been working many, many hours, Saturdays and, you know, evenings and, uh, you know, sacrificing a lot for the family to work up my W-2 job. And when I got my raise that year, it was like 2.3%. And I was, I kind of laughed at my, 
my manager, I'm like, are you serious? And he was like, well, you know, you're at the top of your pay band. So, you know, you need a promotion to get a better raise. And so the first thing out of there is I called my buddy that was a lead and said, all right, I'm ready. You've been telling me to jump. I'm ready. Let's go. And uh, that was in February of 2019. By July, we bought our first property. So you had already been a member since 2016. You just passively invested. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Passively invested from 2016 to 2019. You know, we were in a few deals. We have we have a, a huge friend network that's that's in lifestyles, and so I had a bunch of friends that actually started becoming lead, and that's <laughs> that was the deals I invested in, and and really. You know, uh, between the mentors at Lifestyles and my friends that were leads, I had such a huge advantage uh, becoming a syndicator, you know, doing this because I had so many people to, to lean on. So getting started in the first place, Jeff, you're saying to me that the turning point for you was seeing your friends become leads because even your friends telling you to do it, you, you wouldn't do it, but you didn't you finally joined because of the pay thing uh, i'm trying to reconcile the the difference here of what broke that that you know sealed it's kind of like there's never enough uh, reason to go forward until you hate where you're at uh, <laughs> right right i get that but yeah, you yeah. know what exactly broke that seal that said okay that's it i'm going was it the so, job was it your friends starting to be leads which one was it Really, there's two breakover points. The first one was in 2016 uh, when we, you know, we saw our friends, um, our really, really close friends, gaining a lot of wealth and having, that um, you know, their 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 income was was coming up because they started getting passive income uh, through their investments. And this that was, you know, when 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 they became leads. That's when we said, okay, we need to, to join this group. We can, you know, we can invest with our friends, and you know that'll be safe, and you know we trust them. So that was the breakover point for joining Lifestyles. And then, you know, we, we were in, and you know, we, you must meet so many good people, and, and you know, there are a ton of leads to 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 invest with and everything. But you know, luckily for us, we had just a lot of friends, and we had, you know. The amount of capital we had was good for just investing with with our our close friends. But now we've you know now now we've got a lot more more friends in there, and, and it's uh, it's it's so easy to find investments. But the second breakover point was my job not uh, respecting me and giving me the raise what you know what what I deserved, and that was when I'm like okay, uh, let's move forward and do syndications, and then. So 2019 is when when that happens, and then you know we retired. I retired in May of 2021 when I bought my second uh, deal. Jeff, uh, how easy or hard or complex was it to go ahead and put together your first syndication deal? Yeah, it was um, it was it was so different, right? It's 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 different than doing your W two job and. Uh, it, it becomes about working your network and, and talking to brokers and, and establishing relationships. And we, um, honestly, I was at a, it was an old capital event. We were listening to Dr. Docktower and I happened to be there and was just shaking hands with some brokers. And the guy mentioned a, 
um, off-market deal up in Denison. And I'm like, huh, I really hadn't really thought about that that market. It's kind of a, a, more, a little more of a tertiary market. Now it's growing huge up there. But um, anyway, started looking it up, and, and we went and, and uh, I went through the lifestyle system and, and got that property you know, under tag, and, and we um, – started talking to him come to find out it was a lifestyles member that owned the property and uh, after a few months we we uh, going back and forth we you know we put submitted the LOI and kind of a, a difficult story because we when we submitted the LOI like we it got accepted and then like shortly after that my wife's um, her her father, just all of a sudden, and so um, we were having to deal with that, and we were like, "Okay, we're we're still going to go on," and you know, we got under contract, and then as soon as we got under contract, uh, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer, and so at that point, it became, "Okay, what are we doing? To you know, can we handle this? Can we do it?" and and we both kind of were like, you know, this this deal. Kind of the numbers were working looked so good and and you know just kind of came to us fairly quickly because you know like I said we went we decided to go leave in February so you know after getting all of the you know your initial stuff gathering the team you know getting everything together you know it was March or so before we really started looking and so I think it was April when we found that property so it was real quick. Um, we we got that and um, yeah we we you know we're going through <clears throat> all this stuff and we're trying to acquire a property and uh, yeah but we we went fine we closed in July of 2019 um, you know it's, it's kind of a weird time there too because we're, we're dealing with all these you know surgeries and and, and everything and, and we're learning how to self manage a property and and you know. And I'm that and balancing my WT job, and um, you know we were really expecting Molly to to do a lot more of the operations work on that property, but she was you know obviously not in the best state to to be to be working on that. So um, we balanced and juggled everything, and and then you know come 2020, then COVID hits. <laughs> so. But but honestly, the property did really well through COVID. We we had a couple of people skip, but luckily they didn't stay. They skipped, so um, we were able to refill those spots really quickly up there. And the property just performed really really well. And we were really had wanted to look at trying to sell it right at a year end because you know we had we had our you know I was where it needed to be, and and you know we thought we could make it really good return at that point you know but but we had a fire three weeks before we had it a year and so we had to take care of that so after that which was actually really good because you know it was an influx of cash to the property and we were able to really renovate those four units that were damaged and when we did that you know we were able to push rents of course on those and just show more of a value and so uh, we sold it in August of 2021, uh, so just a year and, and uh, four months or so, I think. And it was uh, total return to the total gain for the passive was 103%. That was, you know, that was including distributions and, and the 
uh, gain from the cell. But really, really good. Uh, everybody's happy with it. And, and yeah, that's how that, that deal went. Well, that sounds excellent. Let me ask you a personal question on this. It's quite a struggle. I mean, just the story you can just imagine going through having a job, having the wife going through all the cancer surgery, and starting a new business all at the same time, and you're doing it by yourself because she's obviously devastated by cancer. Um, that's tough. It was, you know, I think it, it really comes down to how you, you know, what you make of what you're given. And I, I always try to find the positives and everything. And things like I was able to take some FMLA at work to, when Molly had the surgeries. And so that gave me time to at least, you know, put the W-2 job on hold and then I could focus on Molly and on, and on you know, the new job, the new learning how to operate and run a, a small business. So that's really kind of how, how we got through it. All right, another personal question. You said the fire created a situation where you had to upgrade four units and that really showed you uh, what the prices could be. I've only got 30 seconds left here, so I, uh, this is an important question. I don't know if I really want to throw it at you before the break, so let me go ahead and hold on to this one. But it's going to be along these lines. Uh, would you have made the changes you made without the fire, which would have then led to the proof of concept that the property is worth a lot more than what you thought it was worth? Think about that one over the break. When we come back, I'll ask it to you again. We'll be right back with Jeff Culverson and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. There is a dream killer here somewhere today. You're going to run into somebody who's going to tell you this stuff doesn't work. Like Vinette said, it's a scam. This is probably a multi-level marketing program. Somebody is going to tell you it doesn't work because you're the wrong race, the wrong age, the wrong sex, the wrong sexual preference, the something or other. And this is all set up so rich people can be successful and all you poor people can't. And if you believe that, they've won. But if you don't, you win. Don't believe the dream killers. Start winning today with the Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop. Get the knowledge you need to replace your income in two to five years, and then find out how to take action. Register for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Jeff Culverhouse out of Dallas, Texas. And uh, as we went to break, uh, I wanted to ask him a question about his first deal. Whereas he had a fire and the fire um, forced him to remodel four units. 
at the end of that remodel, Jeff, um, my question to you was, okay, now you've got these nicer units and you rented them. Did you get a rent increase out of that? And if so, how much? Yes, we, we got about a $125 bump uh, on those. And, and keep in mind, that's on top of the pushes that we were already doing on ours. So we had, that, that market didn't really have a lot of granite and stuff like that in there, but we were like, well, uh, you know, with this influx of cash, let's, let's go ahead and see what we can do. And we sure enough, we were able to push it. Because our, our other rents, we were actually pushing probably $300 more than what he was at when we took over. And so now we're pushing another 100, 125 on top of that. So we really had a big bump in our, you know, in the income. And so, uh, you know, this was 2021, and we 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 sold that property for 103 a door. I think we bought it for 67 a door. So it was uh, it was a uh, you know pretty pretty substantial increase. Now you had asked uh, would we have done that had we not had the fire? Uh, no, uh, we we wouldn't have because we didn't have the capital for for that type of a renovation on them. Um, you know, we had a pretty slim uh, budget going into it. We, you know, the, the intent was to really fix up the exterior and you know clean up the interiors. But he had already started doing um, pretty good turns on the units, and we just continued doing what they were doing before. So my question then is, and this is just a conceptual type question, is you changed four units and you'd already had a great increase. You got more out of those four units. You now are, are forced to make a decision. Do we go ahead and renovate the other 18 units or 17 units, I guess it would be, and get the full bang for a buck out of this deal before we get out, or do we get out right away because it's only 21 units and we have no management team, maintenance team, whatever, and it's way too much personal work? Tell us that. Give us the brain conversation on that one. Sure, sure. Uh, you, you know, the, yeah, like you said, we've we increased it so much, so we were cash flowing. We were definitely cash flowing well. And, um, so do you keep holding that? You know, the investors like to have the cash flow. But we also, when we bought the property, we, you know, it was deal or deal one. And so we had full intent of it being a value play deal where we, we, you know, sell in the first couple, you know, first few years. And so, you know, with to, to keep in line with what we had promised the investors uh, and, and to us that, you know, like you said, it's a, Small property self-managing means I'm the one up there uh, showing showing units and and you know walking with with the with the potential residents and everything. So uh, that that played a big factor in it. You know, do do we continue? Um, well, one we didn't have we probably didn't have enough funds to to redo all of them unless we ate into the you know the the cash flow. The other thing was we wanted to leave some meat on the bone for another, uh, you know, you know, another maybe aspiring lead or something to come in and, and take over, uh, like that. So, so we wanted to leave meat on the bone as well. Okay, so let's go on to your next one. You sold that one, one hundred and three percent gain. Um, you went on and did a forty-two unit, and you acquired that in twenty-one. 
And let's see, that was uh, April of 21, but you sold the other one in August of 21. So you actually had an overlap there of both properties for a while? We did. And, you know, that too was a, a deciding factor in me going ahead and retire. I had, uh, at that point, I had just had 20 years in at my job, and I decided to go ahead and take retirement. I, you know, I mean, it's at, at that point, it was really about. Uh, Keeping the insurance mostly is why you know the, the official retirement was on that. But the reason I did that is because the property that we took over was a 40, 42 unit property in downtown Plano, uh, which sounds amazing, right? Because of the location, it, and it, it truly was an amazing and it is an amazing property. And um, but it was like fifty seven percent occupied when we got it. And so because of the overlap with still having to try to sell a property and now I'm taking over a heavy lift project, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want the W2 to get in the way of this. You know, there's a, we uh, take this as a, a huge responsibility to our investors and, you know, uh, that's always been the thing. We want this to be our true focus. And so, we made the decision to, even though I'm not, you know, I wasn't really replacing my six-figure income with this, you know, because those properties were, you know, it's it wasn't that as much money as I was making. So um, it was kind of a leap of faith. Um, we knew what we could do and where we could go, and so yeah, so I went ahead and retired and uh, took the took it by the horns and and uh, you know we we. Because it was 57% occupied when we bought it, we were able to go in day one. You know, we took over on, a, I think it was a Friday. On Saturday, I was meeting with the contractors. Monday, we had them in one of the units, and we were tearing walls out and opening them up and everything. And I think within a you know, two weeks, we had a unit ready to go. And so we had, like, five units ready to to to, to rent out within the first couple of months. And so... Uh, you know, we took that over in April, and by the fourth quarter, we did a I think a ten percent distribution. <laughs> so it was, it was that one was fast. So I'm going to ask you a question that if not one, there's a thousand people out there wanting to hear. That is, how did you deal with the insurance with your wife having cancer and all? I know there's Cobra for some period of time, but what? How did you overcome the fear of not being able to get insurance for her? pre-existing so, condition so with uh with, with my job like i said i had 20 years in so i was able to keep the insurance um and in fact i still have that insurance we have insurance for our employees as well and we really really that insurance was so good to us and uh, we wanted to, to keep that kind the same insurance so we have the same uh it's bcbs is who we had with uh with, with my other job. And, and like I said, we kept their plan just because, you know, it's a huge company that I work for and they had a, you know, really good plan. And so we just, I, I get no, they don't subsidize it. So I pay what they were playing plus what I, what I was paying. But, um, in the long run, yeah, it's, it's well worth it. Especially considering, uh, you know, what, what, we still we still have a lot of medical bills and stuff like that because you know, she's still getting treatments and. Uh, so you were allowed to do that because you had twenty years in the job. Is that what you're saying? Yes, correct, 
Correct. I was able to keep okay. the insurance because because of, because I was able to retire. But that being said, um, when we bought our third property and we started having employees, then we we offer insurance and we we collect, we we use BCBS for for our employees too. So um, we can actually change over to that. It's just that. You know, I, I'm going to have a hard time competing with a big company's insurance plan. All right. So then you went on and bought another one, and that was another 150 units, and that was uh, closed this year in February. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, and, and you know, again, it had been uh, since 21, since the end of 21, since we acquired the last one, and we had just sold our deal two, and so you know, we're looking for you know, place another another property. And we had a nice, nice property come available in Bedford, Texas, 150 units. And this property has just been really well maintained. The owners have ha- held it for like 22 years, and um, so you know they're ready to get out of it. One, one of the sellers didn't so much want to sell, so that was a little challenging at times. But um, we got that one, and, and it, it took a while to close that one. We were doing it at a, you know, kind of a an, an interesting time. You know, this is when everything. Uh, you know, it was February of this year, so <laughs> it was. There's a lot of instability, a lot of a lot of questions, and um, but we we got it. We made it happen. It closed, and now it's uh, in the two months. You know, it's it's been uh, been good so far. We're we're able to push rent to where we wanted to, and um, make starting to make the changes. And we got a lot of a, a lot of large exterior capital projects on that that we're we're looking at doing. We want to really make this property look great. It's in such a good sub-market with a bunch of really nice properties around it, and we just kind of want to level it up for the the people that live there and make it, uh, you know, make it like a, like what we we typically have where we, you know, people are proud to call home. All right, so um, a couple quick questions, kind of like uh, we only have a few minutes left, and I want to bullet point you a few things here. Number one, uh, Obviously, all these people can't be your friends and family that are in your deals, 100 people's <laughs> in your deal. Uh, have you gotten over that you have to invest with your friends and family part yet? <laughs> yes, definitely. It, you know, honestly, it, was, it never was that we needed to invest with friends and family. It just so happened that we had a bunch of friends and family that were becoming first and second time leads uh, when we when we joined. And so that it became you know kind of a no-brainer to invest with those guys. Um, you know, we definitely had that not been the case would have would have invested with others. And plus, we've made so many friends now. It, it, if we invest in a in a deal, it's it's going to be with friends because we've made friends with with so many people that you know that we didn't know before. But as far as investors that we have, yeah, they, we have a we have a ton of investors that you know the expo is awesome for meeting people and and uh, you know we always do that and and that's where. You know, just just going to different lifestyles events, and it's 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 such a great community of people. Next question: Family members. You've said that in your uh, resume here that you have lots of family members that have joined up and are also involved. Uh, how did that all happen? So, thank you, Dell, for the uh, for the family and friends uh, promotions that you, that you run on on Christmases. So. so Talk about me dragging, being dragged into this to, to go. My mom and dad, they, they didn't want to join. My dad, he was okay with it. My mom was really, really reluctant. And so they didn't join when I had my first deal. So they missed out on that 100% return. But they did they did capitalize on my second deal with that 126% return in a year. 
But no, once I got uh, I got my mom and dad in, my aunts and uncles were already wanting to join too. After I finally started talking to them about it, you know, it's kind of a it's, it's kind of something that you know most families don't talk about the the money and stuff. And so it was hard for me to to you know to really to break the ice there with that. But once I did, so my mom and dad joined, then my aunt joined, my uncle joined, and now my other uncle has joined. And so uh, then my 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 wife's uh, sister, they joined, and her son joined. So we just got a lot of a lot of family that that um, jumped on board, and you know they like it, and it's fun fun watching watching this. My uh, uh, my my sister and her brother and, and her husband have, have invested in quite a quite a bit of deals. They're pretty active down in the Houston area, so. It's been great for the family. It makes it interesting at you know family reunions and, and holidays and stuff. <laughs> I bet it does. I bet it does. Thank you for coming on and sharing the story. Uh, it says here that your daughter. You even got your daughter involved in this, some of this. Didn't you have a kid oh, working son, in? My, oh, it's your son. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm a 16 year old. He, uh, you know, really he's he's wanted to go to the properties a lot of times, and and so he comes out there, and and we started. I, I needed some help with inputting some invoices one day, and and he said, "Sure, I'll do that." And Jeff, yeah. appreciate you coming on, sharing your story with everybody. We got to cut you off now, and the rest of you out there, remember this: it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.